Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, hello, hello. It's Deborah Francis White. I'm here recording in Los Angeles, the city of angels. And I have just seen an extraordinary animated short film. It's 24 minutes long. It's directed by Sarah Gunasdottir and the screenplay is by Pamela Ribbon. And it's called My Year of Dicks. And that is an arresting title. And uh, that is that's appropriate because it's an arresting film. It's already won half a dozen awards at various film festivals, and now it's been nominated for an Oscar for Best ah! Animated Short Film. Yeah. Now, if you know anything about animation, you will know, of course, that it has been traditionally dominated by men, and therefore it has been dominated by men's POVs. This was written by a woman. It was directed by a woman, and it is powerhousing through. It's nominated for an Oscar, but I think 
uh, it certainly deserves to win. So if you are an Academy member and you're listening to this, pause right now and go and watch it. I'm sure you've been sent it, but if not, you can see it at myyearofdicks.com. It is based on Pamela Ribbon's 2014 comedic memoir, Notes to Boys and Other Things I Shouldn't Share in Public. Uh, it's also produced by a woman, Jenna Janine. So this is uh, a very female POV on a topic that I think probably is quite stigmatized for women or has traditionally been stigmatized for women. And it is about the year a young woman tries to lose her virginity. So we've seen a whole load of American pies where it's like, guys, oh, I'm trying to lose my virginity, lol. Ha. It's a bit, it's a dare, that kind of thing. But this is a young woman who says, right, I'm going to lose my virginity this year. And she sets about to do it. Pamela, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. And Sarah, welcome to The Guilty Feminist. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so Pamela, firstly, this was based on your comedic memoir. So presumably this is an autobiographical piece based mm -hmm. on a year where as a young woman you tried to lose your virginity. Yes. Yes. I. Um, you know, it's fun is uh, nobody has asked, and I think if this animation had been made in a more traditional way, there would be the, but why does she want to? And, um, you know, that we just, we start past that. She just wants, she wants to, <laughs> she just, you know, she wants to be a woman and knows mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, as far as she's been taught, that's how you blossom into adulthood is you lose your virginity. And then suddenly, you know, everyone knows they're all just like, look at that woman. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> People could see the difference in the way she walks down the street. Presumably. There's just yeah. something about her. Yeah, it might again, be pain. Always... It might be pain. <laughs> she does walk differently. <laughs> yes. But I do think that's often, again, played out for men. Like I always remember in the film Big with Tom Hanks, where he suddenly becomes a grown-up and he's acting like a kid and then he is in a full-grown man's body. Um, he loses his virginity and the next day, the way he walks into work, like he swaggers in and he's completely changed. Mm -hmm. He is now officially a man. And I think we don't see that a lot with women because it's like, oh, you've lost your virginity. With men, it's always played out as a gain. And with women, it's always played out like a loss. Yeah. Well, like it's men a taking. gain their masculinity and their mm -hmm. adulthood and women lose their virginity. Correct. And yeah, men are taking something, popping something, and girls are losing something, giving something away, getting chosen to give. It's really interesting in this film because you don't see it that way at all. You see it as her excursions and explorations, most of which go wrong. And I mean, it's not called my year of dicks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, trying, I was about to say a joke about you go to war with the army you have, not the army you want, but it's mm. like, this is who's there. So this is, you know, you're not, you're wherever you are is who you have. And these boys are equally clueless. And definitely there weren't conversations about consent or pleasure or um, even love at that time. And it wasn't about um, autonomy. This wasn't about your body. This was about how people saw you, who would want you, who would want you later, and what were you going to be worth to someone later. It had nothing to do with actual you. Yeah. And I was going to say also, like, she says, I'm, I want to lose my virginity. But what she's all actually thinking is that I want to fall in love and have a romantic moment. Like, mm -hmm. this it's, it's like you don't know, like when you're a teenager, you don't separate sex from uh, maybe falling in love or, you know. Well, I don't, I don't know that romance. I do. 
I don't know that I do. I mean, I don't know that I do. I don't know. I mean, you know, as demisexual as one could be, like, I don't know that I do separate that. She, I didn't know that word back then. Like, people keep using the word horny for her, and that's not a word I relate to as a teenager. I don't, I mean, obviously, I had urges, and I understood pleasure, but, like, I wasn't looking for somewhere I was like, that dude. Like, I was looking for a love that led to a memory, not unlike... I guess when you're an adult and people are like, tell us about how he proposed. Or you're like, well, it's really about a marriage. You should ask, how is our marriage going? (laughs) (laughs) But I thought this was going to be a story that I was going to tell everyone forever. It turns out it is, but (laughs) just because we made this. (laughs) But not for the right reason. (laughs) I did not set out to one day make an Oscar-nominated memory. (laughs) Follow your dreams, girls. Anything can happen. Well, listen, you know, that's the most feminist thing of all, that this year of dicks, a lot of these dicks ended up gifting you, as it were, an Oscar nomination. Obviously, they haven't gifted it. Uh, They have literally (laughs) just been inciting (laughs) incidents. Uh, Stories, I always think stories are always about things you wouldn't want to have happen to you. Name me a story where you go, oh, yeah, I'd love all of those things to happen to me. It's impossible. All the best stories are about things you wouldn't want to have happen to you. So, But you managed to turn trauma into art. And to me, that's the greatest both revenge and also greatest (laughs) connection human beings can ever have, you know. Uh, what made you want to make this an animated film rather than a live action film like something like uh, Eighth Grade? Sure, Booksmart or something. I, I Well, I, Smart, yeah. I do think the, the gift that animation gives you is an even deeper dive into a protagonist's emotional world. And I think in a movie like Booksmart or Eighth Grade, these aren't digs, but when a coming-of-age tale is told in that cinematic way in live action – we do get a sense of watching it from the later or watching it from the end. Like there's just some sort of idea of this will end up okay. And I think when you're in an animated world, you start kind of just that young and wonder, like wondering, wonderful. I mean, like full of wonder walking around going, what is going to happen? I have no idea because in animation, it's not going to stay true to your reality. The medium allows you fantasy Mm-hmm. And the medium allows you tragedy. The medium allows you uh, to be Alice in Wonderland. And yeah. that yeah. that one step remove of this isn't a, a human being. This is an animated character. Therefore, we have greater permissions. This is an animated human character. So we get yes. to believe what she believes. And we aren't supposed to think parentally about her at all. No, we're with mm. her 100%. Mm-hmm. With her. Mm. Yes. And somehow I felt... I could allow myself to embody her more and mm-hmm. see it out of her eyes more. Because, uh, again, if I'm looking at an actress, there's a, usually a gulf between me and mm-hmm. any given actress. <laughs> but it's suddenly if a character's animated, well, they're not made of flesh and blood anyway, so I can kind of embody that that person more, uh, which is not something that I was expecting. And well, that that has I, a lot to do with Sada, by the way. The way that she directs, but also her artwork is very immersive and present, and has a lot of agency. That doesn't matter how full of fantasy it gets. You not just want that to be true for her. You believe this is what it was like for her. This is how it felt. This is what you know. Even when she's looking at this boy and deeply willing him into being a Casanova. You were like, yeah, I see why she would do it. I want it to work for her. And I hope 
I hope somehow this fantasy is enough reality to get her through this moment. And it's funny, like there and still be funny. Like I think that's so incredible that balance that Sada can strike with her work where you you don't judge her at all. No matter how rough of a situation you identify honestly with her all the time where you think, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like one foot away from having done that exact same thing. Mhm. Yeah. I I felt that. Sarah, what drew you to this story? Because I know being now involved in animation myself, writing an animated feature film, I oh my how good luck, long Deb. It takes. Good lord, good yeah. luck, Deb. Are you okay? <laughs> they, Do you need snacks? <laughs> Are you hydrating? Uh, I mean, I definitely need snacks, but I yes. I am loving it. I'm loving the process. It's just the best thing I've ever done, honestly. But everyone keeps telling me, you know, this is going to take years. Like that's the main thing people say to you. All mm-hmm. the people, the pe- like just. be aware be aware this is not going to be out in a cinema for a few years because it takes so long Uh, so sarah what drew you to this story because every time you choose a story as an animator you're like well this is an opportunity cost because i'm not going to be able to do anything else for ages (laughs) so you have to really love the thing you choose right yeah it's true and What, uh, what made you want to do this one at first fx sent me three out of the five chapters that pam had uh adapted so I actually, I wish they had sent me all five because the five chapters together have this like amazing arc and the ending is so beautiful. But, um, but even from the three, three stories or three chapters that I did read, I could just tell it is a very honest story and it has a really big heart. And I think that's the two things that I want to have in the project. And also what really was interesting to me is the fact that this was autobiographical. Or, you know, like you could, you can sense the, um, the realness <laughs> and, uh, when you can sense the realness, it, it becomes something that you can really easily re- relate to, I think. Yes. It has a great heart and truth to it. And I think there is that element of anything could happen because it's animation, but also everything that happens feels to me rooted in real life experience. And I love this kind of grown up animation uh, mm-hmm. Because I think we often associate animation with children's stories, and this is definitely not a children's story. This is a story, and also with, just to be honest, yes. to, to have the opportunity to be brought onto uh, an adult animation project from a feminist point of view, I was like, "Is any like people are putting money into this? Is this happening for real?" <laughs> yes, sign me up. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, excellent. So so it was partly the partly the truth and partly the feminism that drew you to it. What was the process like? Did you present artwork that inspired you from the script? You know, it's different than just casting something, isn't it? Like, how did you work together? How did you collaborate together on this piece? I think as soon as I I, I was done reading it and, you know, Pam had put all this play with genres in there, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. And as soon as I I read it, just immediately I thought about some of my favourite animation artists and how they would lent a, a wonderful artistic hand to each of these styles. So I sent over um, links to all these artists that I wanted to work with and um, a folder of, of photos and images that I took offline off that I thought was a, like a good mood and a tone that I imagined and playlist. Like I <laughs> sent a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all these artists that uh, I wanted to to work with, uh, they all said yes to me. So I just got my dream team. And Pam was uh, 
cool with them too. Like she was just like, yeah, this. <laughs> if there's one thing that we were definitely doing in the beginning, collaborating was swapping things together. Like, like we sat down with sticker books, like when you're a kid <laughs> and she's like, here's all these pictures and here's all these artists. And this is who I think it could be. And I was like, this is so great. This is what my house looked like. Here's my cousin. Here's my friend. I think I'm <laughs> going to call and see if he'll play this part. And we just really started bonding with like, and I've got a friend who does music and I've got, oh, I've got a friend who's got this. And it really felt like we were all just putting on a show together is the phrase I keep using, but it was such a great feeling of immediately we understood each other on a like not just style level but on a emotional front i don't i don't know that i've made a friend in this way before and i'm so grateful for it like it's like the ultimate pen pal she's you know on the other <laughs> side of the country at the time and then she moved to iceland and to just be like here here's someone just like you and you guys are going to make a thing together it was it was so fun it was so neat it was like I, uh, we, we had the best covid experience mm-hmm. didn't we <laughs> I mean, not the, really, but the, we together no, no, had a nice lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, not yeah, at all, but the, yes. <laughs> yes, but the, the lock, it, it elevated the lockdown into something that was creative and exciting and collaborative, and you were making something you believed in. Yeah, we were uh, grounded. We were grounded together, you know, yeah. when, <laughs> and, and made something out of it, yeah. And when you watch it now, Pam, do you feel it reflects that time? Does it give you the spirit of that time in your life? Oh, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yes. I mean, every time there's some scenes where I'm, it is bizarre how much it looks and feels like what it was like at the time. And the responses that we've gotten from people now that it's out, it's on Hulu and we have it, you know, at myyearofdicks.com and even on the Academy platform, that it isn't just me that that's happening to is the best. It's so rewarding. <laughs> It's it's a compliment to everyone that worked on this film, but to then know that other people are like, I was there, I did that. And they didn't live there or do that, but they were there and they did that. That's um, when you are 15 and feel this alone while these things are happening to you, I, I cannot explain how uh, freeing and comforting and loving it is to much later find out you are not alone now. And you weren't alone then, but it, uh, it, there's just that sometimes there's just that feeling of the emotional abyss all around you. And you can't, you can't quite get your grip at the time. I think that's a beautiful way to put it. And I think it's such a relatable film and so many people will be watching this and relating to it. And you, you've had that response. People have written to you to say, wow, this really speaks to my experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah where they've had the opportunity to get to talk to some people. We've we've traveled all over the world with this film now in the past year, which we also couldn't have guessed, considering we made it while being stuck in our homes. Um, and it is, uh, you know, it's it's bigger than the film. It's bigger than me or Sada or even the, the collective us. Once it's out there doing that and people are getting to watch it on their own intimate level, you know, whether or not it's alone on their phones in their bed or in a movie theater with other people right now, it's screening in a few hundred theaters. There's a thing I've learned from you. You'll learn soon, Deb. There's a thing I've learned from these giant animated films that once they're out there, they become a part of other people's life stories and they have Mm -hmm. memories of watching them together with their family or where they were when they saw this thing and felt this thing. And, there's something about animation that just sort of imprints deep and you really have to admire the fact that animation can do that to 
to an audience in a way that I, I, I don't see in a lot of different cinema. And, and it's also what you definitely can tell from just even like how we're attached to our Saturday morning cartoon thing. Still, there's something in there that is mm-hmm. like this, this helped me with a little hurt part of me that was very, very young when it happened. And, um, I I get asked a lot, how does it feel about myself? But I'm, I feel like I'm very much watching other people have their own feeling with it. And I don't want to get in the way of that with anything of what was true or what was not or whatever, like whatever they're taking from it is now they're, um, it's their private thing, you know? Mm. It's so true. You let a piece of art go out into the world and it has its own life and it has, its own meaning to people and people bring their experience to it and Mm -hmm. everybody watches it in a different way. Hello, Guilty Feminists. It's Jessica Regan here, delighted to tell you that Big Speeches returns with a host of workshops for spring 2023. Our communications workshop, Big Speeches, will take place online on the last Sunday of each month. March through to May inclusive. So that's March 26th, April 30th and May 28th, all at 3pm Greenwich Mean Time and all online. Go to guiltyfeminist.com forward slash big speeches to secure your place. We can't wait to see you to help you take space, find your voice and get the most out of the year ahead. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I am sure this film is going to have a long life. Uh, Are you two collaborating on anything else? Well, we're really hoping to get to keep going here on this and to turn My Year of Dicks into a series so we can make more and more. You know, Deb, everyone has a year of dicks. There's just so many places to go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so many places to go many places well i hope i really really hope that you win the oscar but just being nominated is there's no just in being nominated for an oscar yeah, it's a huge deal 
can I ask, this show is called The Guilty Feminist, so I'm going to ask, who are you wearing to the Oscars? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be wearing an Icelandic designer, uh, a woman called Eid Frastadóttir. She has a label called Another Creation. Very, very cool clothes, and she's making me a black silk dress. I cannot wait. Oh, oh I'm going to look her up. Another Creation sounds divine and suitable for an animator. <laughs> uh, Pam, Pam, who are you wearing? Well, I don't even know yet. How's that for my guilty feminist? I have people on it, darling, and they're working hard. They're all going to show up at my home and glam me up, and I'm going to montage myself. I don't even know how, but I will figure out. I will montage myself into something. You know, Sara's very well, cool, and she's going to be in this black silk Icelandic getup. I'm either going to ask mm-hmm. to borrow... Bjork's swan dress, which I'm sure I, she could just rent the runway Iceland and grab it for me just as a backup. And, you know, Sada's very cool and it makes me so dorky around her. Like, I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. I turn into every Saturday Night Live character at once and she <gasps> will be there looking gorge and I will, you'll, you won't miss me because I'll be the one being like, hello. I <laughs> <laughs> you can. You should have a dress with the animated characters from your film printed on it. That's what oh I Get some fabric printed. So I'll just you be- are a walking animation. I'll be a giant eggplant emoji. I think it's not too late. I'll look like Grimace, but if you know, you know. <laughs> I think these are all stellar ideas. Uh, can I ask you, is there anything you came to say that you didn't get to say about this film, about animation, about feminism, anything you want to say? I do try to say, if I can, if thank you for the platform, that when the story is said, I'm 15 in a small town in Texas, just wondering how beautiful it would be to find the right boy to make a memory with. And it is now the most dangerous thing a young girl in Texas could do with her future, with her life, with her her family, with generations. The loss of freedom in an innocent young body is devastating. And these laws that are being uh, repealed and uh, new laws put in place to take autonomy and uh, freedom away from young people at the time in their life. They're told to celebrate being young and to go learn who they are and make mistakes. These these laws are going to destroy people for a very long time. And I, as, as I know that people find this movie to be, funny and sweet and nostalgic and it is and that's because this time in your life you should have the freedom to make your nostalgic sweet painful bittersweet memories yes i i very much hear you and uh i really hope that those who make uh are responsible for making america a democracy hear you too yeah. um sarah is there anything you came to say that you didn't get to say not really but it's it's very bizarre to uh think about this uh, law being repealed in Texas and and some places in America now really kind of trying to just go back when I am here very much enjoying all the open doors that have been, were not open for me 20 years ago, for sure. Like I would Mm -hmm. not have this chance if I was 20 years older, I think. And I'm very aware of that. (laughs) So it's a lot. And it yes, isn't, you know, it's, and it's it's the way that uh, trans rights are being taken away. It, it it's it's but you know all all of the things about what is a girl and what is a boy in this definitive gender discussion 
is the same thing that everybody <laughs> thinks we're past now when they find this all so charming. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. no, it's still about consent and autonomy and freedom. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't call her a slut anymore. Instead, you just don't let her do anything. You know, it's it, the mm. silence and shame are now becoming even more um, solidified in these, these rules and laws that have nothing to do with the safety and health of a young woman or a man, and really the health of young people and their, and their futures. Yes, it's certainly a very scary time. I, I am in Los Angeles at the moment and I uh, have been talking to people here about uh, the law in Florida that now makes it illegal to serve alcohol if there are drag acts on the bill. Oh, so if you, God, if you have a club or a pub or a drag brunch, you mm-hmm. now can't serve alcohol because they can't really legislate what people can wear, but they can get around it by creating some kind of prohibition, which makes it then financially unviable for a pub or a club or a cabaret bar to book a drag act. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre that we, you know, mm-hmm. where we're headed. But having said that, I will say this. Whenever there's a pushback, I always think this is the empire striking back because we have made such great progress. Yeah, it's true. Yes, it's hard to be patient with the progress and the backlash and all of that. But, you know, it, it is just an attempt to erase memory so that you can suppress, you know, if, if nobody remembers, then uh, the silence allows for, you know, unchecked power. It's a way to take power. It's a way to take control over people. Yeah. And that's pretty much all it is. But this means that more than ever, we need art from different points of view. And we need art from the point of view of women and the human being inside the woman, not just all the... Yeah the codes that women are, are taught to express, but what's going on inside of us and how do we really feel? And I think the year of dicks really takes us to those places. So I wish it every success and you every success. And I, I, I have no doubt this will be a very, very successful series. Are you, you looking to make it a TV series, streaming series? Yeah. You know, you give us money and we'll put it where you need us to. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're very That's accommodating cool. that way, artistically. <laughs> so listen, hey, if you in any way work for a streamer and you're looking for some uh, a very sophisticated and relatable, sweet, uh, warm and powerful piece of animation, you can have an Oscar-nominated, possibly Oscar-winning piece of animation on your streaming service, and then it can win an Emmy as well. My goodness, uh, thank you. We'll, oh, we'll start our EGOT ring. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All you need is a fabulous song in there, and yeah. boom. Yeah, we're, and then we're we'll, yeah, well on our the way. Broadway tour. The My year of dicks on Broadway. Move over My year in town. My year of dicks on Broadway. <laughs> it's inevitable as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Just listen. That, you know, get the, build I, that EGOT shelf. Oh my gosh, you have manifested something I hadn't thought of before, but my year of dicks, the musical, I'm ready. I'm already ready. <laughs> Someone call in Manuel Miranda. But listen, I I do want to say that we keep getting called adult animation, which it is. It's definitely mature. But if you have a teenager in your life, please share it with him or her or them. Please. It is really knowledge that I, we made because we wish we had it when we were this young, because these are lessons that people don't always feel comfortable talking about even now. And you can't go too unequipped. Like you can't be overeducated 
<laughs> you can be overeducated when it comes to uh, sexuality and pleasure and your body and other people's rights to it. So um, that's all. It, that I, that is what I want to say. Is I know we're adult animation, but this is really um as young as young as a very cool thirteen year old. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's in no way graphic. It is about trying right. to lose your virginity, but it's not. It's not graphic. It's just more about all the experiences that you end up having mm-hmm. that yeah. make you feel disempowered, uncomfortable, mm-hmm. uh, not disappointed, um, and awkward. I think we were going to get. I think we were going to get slapped with NC seventeen because of language, honestly, because there's nothing really visually bad in there, or you know, no. But actually, it feels like if you had a teenager who was wanting to embark on this journey, as many teenagers do, to allow them to see that you throwing yourself into situations, assuming romance, respect, consent, is going to be the minimum, <laughs> the baseline, that you would be wrong. So mm-hmm. you would want a teenager to watch it earlier than 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. If, if indeed they were the kind of teenager that wanted to start exploring even mildly sexually before then, because it really does talk about consent in a very important way. And it, the feelings that go around sex, that mm-hmm. it isn't just friction, it's not just an act, but there's feelings, there's disappointment, there's humiliation, there's hope, uh, embarrassment, all sorts of sensations going on there, both positive and negative, all mixed in in one. Yeah, and also that spectrum of where is your sexuality? Where is your spark? And you know, how do you line up sparks that's just not in the early concept of why you know you don't even have to have intercourse to have a sexuality like the concept of that being taught to someone just wasn't it just wasn't a thing back then and so i appreciate now that there's there is a lot more discussion but there's also a lot more attempts to eliminate that discussion and erase it and i just think we're at a very unique time to make dominant culture be one that is educational instead of um, full of erasing. Yes, this feels like a shame-free animation. It's just a, this is a thing I'm wanting to explore. Mm-hmm. How does that go? But you can't explore it on your own. You have to explore it with other people. And mm-hmm. those other people may not feel the same way about it that you do, and they may not be humanizing you in the way that you're humanizing them and humanizing yourself. And in, and in those cases, what happens? What does this look like? What does this feel like? Yeah, and how you feel about yourself through it all. Sarah and Pamela, thank you so much for joining us on The Guilty Feminist today. Uh, This has been a Guilty Feminist Culture episode. I would encourage everybody to watch My Year of Dicks. If you've got Hulu or you can go to the Academy platform or there's a screening of it somewhere near you, you do that. Otherwise, go to myyearofdicks.com and watch it now. It's a wonderful 24 minutes and you may even find you watch it again. Uh, it has been a genuine pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Sarah and Pam. Thank you. Thank you. This was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from Acast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com